Episode 11, it's BJ Ryan, episode 161, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. We're a day later than usual, but still, nothing better than being alongside the Perth Racing Guru at 11HQ. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, BJ. What do they say? Better late than never, eh? Better late than never, yep. Up and about for Roma Cup Day. Halatorian <laughs> Hal- 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 well, Cup Day. Woke up a little bit, a little bit, a uh, bit flat for Roma Cup Day actually, BJ, because mm. um, because of the rain. So yeah, we, we weren't to uh, Halatorian doesn't doesn't enjoy a great deal of precipitation, unfortunately. <laughs> so a great deal of moisture. So he prefers it. Well, we'll discuss it more in the Witten's uh, track yes. report. But yes. um, yeah, we're hoping that uh, the strong winds forecast for this afternoon, um, hopefully dry the track out as much as possible get as close to a four as possible but you know i dare say it'll be a five i allowed for like i allowed for about a good four so it'll be interesting as we do this um preview today and the fact i already i uh wrote a preview for betfair again this week so um it was funny i wrote all that and done all the form thinking good for and going mm-hmm. through this now we'll probably uh, have to just consider who may be suited by the potential conditions of the day mm. Very good. All right, we'll, we'll sink our teeth into that very shortly. But uh, another good weekend of feature race, West Australian racing. We had a uh, W Oaks, Mel Vista, a uh, Grandstand Cup. And, of course, we had the Southwest Cup at Pinjarra on Sunday. And, of course, the mighty West Coast Eagles saluted at mm. uh, Optus Stadium Fell on in. Sunday as well. Fell in. <laughs> Fell in. Fell in. <laughs> Did you like my, uh, my um, WhatsApp on Sunday? What was your WhatsApp? Well, I was I was making the bed at home, mm, and I was okay. just thinking about the footy. Oh yeah, an epiphany. And, yeah, I had yeah. this 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 got hit by lightning or something. A I was surge. Like, yeah, the Eagles are going to win today. It just used your power co- surge. Convinced, I took your <laughs> took your two men outside the ring. I was just it just dawned on me that we're absolute morals today. So mm. um, and they they didn't disappoint. Uh, it's good to get a win on the board and off. And the uh, it's a free home game this week, but it's a free. It's your tip. Sunday. West Coast, Western Derby. In um, a word. West Coast. That's two words. <laughs> uh, I reckon we'll get I reckon we'll get flogged. But I'm going to say that because I'm probably the worst judge in that sense in the entire world. So yeah. whatever I say, usually the opposite happens. So mm. I'm going to continue to do that for the rest of the year. But, um, yeah, Chiefs bet um, Eagles minor premiers is back a lot. At least, you know, <laughs> a bit of a heartbeat. Brizzy um, faltered last night. So no, nah, look, I, I think – Think, of the race. think on paper, Freo should have us quite comfortably. I, just, I, don't reckon, I reckon on paper we're a really good team. Yeah. I reckon just – but unfortunately, you don't play games on paper. That's right. So – and they'll be smarting after a couple of losses and the Bulldogs were smarting after a couple of losses and they knocked off Brisbane last night. So – What word would you use got, to describe Freo's first couple of performances, you reckon? Oh, insipid. Insipid, yeah. yeah. Dog shit's another. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's funny. It's ordinary stuff. Ordinary, yeah. Yeah, can't, uh, can't score. So – uh, if we if West Coast can hold them to a low score, then we're in the game anyway. So, um, but yeah, W Oaks, Melvista, Morton Racing double with She's Fit and another Chino. Which one wins the derby? <sighs> Go on, quickly. Uh, another Chino. Fuck off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <actually> <laughs> Maybe get rid of that. <laughs> <laughs> Is that one of our uh, the you use our thing yeah, for the first time? Yeah. Oh, it's exciting. We got we got uh, some new technology here at the one one. Yeah, Jenny, I'm, I'm uh, quite our excited. beloved producer, has been listening to us bang on about sounds on the show. So um, for let's when, just use them when they come up. But well, hang on, just when Kerry, Terry gets a bit carried away um, with himself, 
which is quite regularly. <laughs> Let's save it. I reckon we save it for our first use. Let's save all the first uses. I can see the labels. So I want to reach across there and press some buttons myself. But uh, yeah, yeah, so J- Jenny's uh, on the Roadcaster Pro. Jenny's installed some sound effects for us. So. Um, we'll have a bit of fun with that. No, the Oaks, the Oaks proved that um, bad things happen to good people in the Oaks. I just, I was desolate after. I'd punted pretty well that day. Like we had a good result, Andy, and the first win I got at Wiley Girl got out at 450. Mm. Yeah, we had a re- we're going all right. Haven't been going all right recently. Haven't even had any momentum up. And then just came to the Oaks, had a book and a half, as I told you. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of the early prize sheets fit, but um, yeah, I needed Megami or Lyndon Lady to run a play sort of 350 and. 450 and 4th and 5th, so. Um, <laughs> did that work? <laughs> there we go. Uh, sad, Terry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is going to be good, actually. Um, yeah, but uh, um, anyway. I was another Chino. I was pretty happy that Sheets Fit one. I reckon if you're saying another Chino, then it, it could be beaten because uh, I reckon it was purely as has been alluded to already. I reckon it was the ride that won that race. Playoffs Patron has that run. Playoffs Patron wins the race. So Yeah. Um, Maybe. I, I, I thought Continual that. progression. Yeah. yeah. Do you hear Stevie after the race? Fascinating little thought, and he's one of the more um, – Oh, not particularly more well thought out hoops in that sense. And straight straight away, Steve's thinking, how can I turn the tables on another chain on the derby? And he said, perhaps if I have its back, it's yeah. a different result. So look for uh, Demolish to perhaps be ridden a bit yeah. quieter. Obviously, barriers dependent. But um, that will be a fascinating derby, especially with Awesome John coming across from the east. Yeah, that adds an element. Of course, Admiration Express will not be heading mm-hmm. towards the, the derby. And Jason Miller's other good horse, Bernie, to survive. It's out for the autumn as well. So... Um, um, Jace's camp's taken a bit of a hit the last week or so, but the yeah, another John adds adds X Factor to the race. Ran third. It's a movie, isn't it? Ran third in the Tulloch Stakes, I think, last Saturday in Sydney. Oh, I've never heard of the horse. So um, yeah, so it'll come across. And dear John, dear John, dear John. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I just like the fact that <clears throat> another Chino made its run from basically from the nine hundred. So it was a nine hundred meter move that Brad had to make to and came from behind. Playhouse patron, even though Play- Playhouse was strongest late, it didn't. Another Chino sustained the, the longer forward movement. So. Just tractability for Playhouse patrons. Isn't yeah, it? just so, I thought just, the blinkers helped. He sort yep. of clicked up, clicked up when Joey wanted him to, and finished off strong. So I'm not um, even going to bother, to be honest. Really, doing the, the for that race, it's so hard to compare. And when you've got one race being run at you know a one tempo on the other race it's just they're just different races, different races you can't yeah. look at them going this yeah. is better that's better you can have opinion yeah. from the yard or whatnot but they're just they've just been run so differently like if yeah it's just it's fascinating so i've got a little bit of the she's fit early w that's that's my saving grace so she's like, fit good will happen she's fit in the derby yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. well that, that's that's a result that's a result if if she wins as well but um but yeah I, you're I, sitting I, on a little gold one aren't you for some of your doubles <laughs> you're sitting on your uh <laughs> Um, mini result. Um, a mini result. Mini result. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a mini new house. And the the um, the Palmer brothers, of course, swept the features. Chris Brad did. Stevie with playing Marika. Really good to see stuff. playing Marika come from three back the fence and win a horse. It's not renowned to do that. It knocked me <laughs> off on MTA. I was I was pretty tickled pink with that as well. So it was another another result for the good guys. But yeah, since we ended up playing Marika <laughs> off two weeks first half, like it's just not its go. Like and that fence last week was red hot. And once again, we'll touch. On yeah, it was, wasn't winners. it actually? Yeah, that was wild. Yeah, first six winners all settled on the fence until we got to the staying races. Where I don't think uh, I don't think patterns as as prevalent. Yeah, in staying races. Yeah. 
So, yeah, leaders back first three or four. Uh, we saw Ginger Green. Um, Pete McCormick took me on with Western Knight. Rusty and I'll tell you what, Western Knight could not have had more, a better run to win the race. If Pikey sticks to the fence and follows Ginger Green into it, it doesn't just win. It probably wins by three. Mm. That's how good that fence was. Rusty Spirit on the fence. We saw a horse, Divine Quest early on. If you need to just sometimes early doors, Pick up on a horse that shouldn't do what it did. Divine Quest is a battler. Like yeah. it's a proper, proper battler. And it was for the fence and got home brilliantly like that. Like that was when you go, okay, this is a red hot fence. Mm. Oh, this is going to be a wild old fence. So um, interesting to see on Saturday with the rail at the same spot till the 700. Then out two more meters for the rest of it. How it uh, how it goes and how this rain affects it later in the day. Does it chop up? To mm-hmm. later in the day, do you want to be off the fence? Um, interesting. Plenty to consider. All right. Well, now that we're we're on the topic, we might as well take a quick break, and uh, we'll be back with the start of our Roma Cup Day preview. It is time to partner with Betfair and preview Roma Cup Day for 2023. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton were teaming up to record episode 161 of the One One. This is the West Australian Racing Podcast. It is uh, about 10:30 a.m. on Friday, the 31st of March. We've got an Albany meeting today, Ascot Narragin Cup Day this Saturday, and the weekend wraps up with the Pinjarra Cup on Sunday. Pinjarra Cup only a week apart from the yeah, Southwest Cup. It's, it's a real race. squeeze on, isn't it? I don't know. There's probably already market up. It'll be $1.30, won't it? Casino 17 did get the three kilo penalty for winning by, I don't know, what did it win by? Five and a half lengths on Sunday. Yeah. So I suppose that. How, how big a penalty did it get? Got 6.3 kilos. Oh. Should have been more. It's yeah. funny how they just do it on margin, isn't it? It's just margins all that matters. Like you could beat the second horse could be, you know, spotty and um, <laughs> which is actually a dog. And uh, yeah, and they they just penalise on that. So there should be a yeah. They should look at ratings, I guess. Mm. That probably in that situation, if they want to penalise properly, but that's. That's how it's done. What, what penalty do you reckon Heller's going to look at when he wins the Roma Cup on Saturday? I'll take 50 minutes. <laughs> we'll take weight for age only. I'll tell you what, how many slots are left in the um, in the Quokka you got? Oh, to, let's uh, have a quick, quick glance, at the, quick glance. Uh, at the Quokka situation. So the there's Jack Lestier Thoroughbreds is, hasn't been confirmed yet, so that's one. Lindsay Smith Racing is two. Morton Racing is three. Perth Racing is four. Ram Racing is five. And there are whispers floating about this morning that – Bob Peters is is locking in Western Knight. Don't know about uh, locking in, but I'd suggest, um, yeah, unless he's sort of gets a good deal or whatnot. Uh, as you know, Bob, it's always about a business decision. So, well, and you just informed me just before it's sixty thousand for running last, so you're yes. sort of getting a third of your money back. Sixty thousand for running last. So, if he does a deal with someone, has to split some of that, so that that eats into yeah. eats in, you know, providing that the horse he's he's um, got in his slot runs eleventh to fourteenth. So if yeah, at a minimum he's going to get sixty thousand dollars back for his two hundred plus two hundred thousand plus GST investment. So mm. might be a shrewd move to to make it one of his own um, in that regard uh, from a financial point of view. Unless he can nail one down something that's coming out of the TJ Smith on Saturday, but I'd say that's highly well, unlikely. But I could be surprised. Yeah, the travelling plans would have had to be arranged in advance, wouldn't they? Or? The interesting, the interesting, yeah, I think they need a. I forget what it's called. They need some sort of treatment or like a valium um, if they don't like to fly. Yeah, treatment or like a medication or something to be able to fly. Like it's a, um, okay. and they, you need to have a certain time in advance of the flight. So, um, yeah, I wonder when that cutoff is. I forget the name of it. But um, the interesting slot for me is Perth Racing. 
Mm. What, what, are, what are they? They've been very quiet. I've heard rumours about that one too, actually. Yeah. I've heard rumours that it might be a left of centre horse with an Eastern States jockey. So, but then again, the rumours I hear are probably all absolute crap. That feels so, that, that feels that felt like, burn you to survive to me. Yeah, yeah. That felt very burn you to survive. So, look, at the end of the day, we have. Could, could, could the left of centre horse if, be Alatori well, and the what, Eastern States jockey be DO? Damien Oliver. 100%. Hey? What if what if Red Can Man and Millia's Jewel run one two? The two horses have already got a slot in the quok, mm-hmm. uh, which is very likely two market elects, clear market elects as well. And I think a lot of people's one two, definitely my one two. Um, how do so the horses that run third and fourth might be a really good race to run. You don't don't like to run fourth very often, VJ, but mm. it might be a nice race to run fourth in. Or yeah, it'd be fascinating if you are a hard lucker and run eighth. Does one of the slot holders go? Well, hang on, they probably could have won that race. So they yeah. take a bit of a flight, or they just go with the highest place finisher. Um, fascinating. The last few slots. It has, so Lindsay Smith, what's he got? Is he in the boat coming or anything of that nature? I don't follow these states. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I've got yeah. I'm- there's Got his chosen first up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Um, you never no. really know with Lindsay. No. So he might- um, Might be a maiden. Trap for Fools come out of retirement Trap again. Trap for Fools, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, it could, it, could start, it could start now and still probably not win. Well, I mean, he's he's had re- been retired three times already. He might as well wheel him out again. But um, yeah, there's, uh, so there's one, two, three. There's six, six to be confirmed, one of those being the Peter's Investments, which- Kind of feels like uh, Western Night type territory at the moment. So um, it's going to be a busy chat to Robert on. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, I won't actually. <laughs> he scares me. He scares me. I had to try and speak to Paul, uh, Paul Harvey during that. I was intimidated trying yeah. to see if he wanted to ride Halator and he was going to ride actually. Um, but uh, we were lucky to get Joey. Very lucky to get Joey actually. What's, what's I, thought, I thought Joey, uh, Titan Linus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Joey would have been um, with uh, Acromantula. So that's yeah. why we didn't even consider him at the yeah, time. Yeah, Michael so, no, Poy. We're, we're, we're very happy to have um, Joey as. Michael Poy is setting up Not shop you in, asked. In, in WA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's he like? Can he ride? I think so. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah, we we are so uh, yeah um, blinkers on Western Australia. We are so racing, non-astute you know. when it comes to anything. And I'll tell you all about east, uh, east of the uh, Nullarbor. <laughs> I can tell you all about the form up in Carnarvon, but I, I genuinely couldn't tell you who runs one, two, three in a Group One over East most weekends. So yeah, got to be better than that. I'll, I'll be no good for the quokers. I'm trying to be. If I won't be, I don't know half the horses. We'll have to get a special guest on. We'll get someone on the blower like we got Tommy Haylock that time. Yeah. Maybe even try a little Tommy Papley. Yeah. He loves his Eastern style. See, I reckon he'll be keen. And Cripper's coming on. His mates, they're all, yeah. All right. I might see if we can get Tommy Papley on the phone for a little uh, yeah, while. Yeah, because that would be entertaining at least. We're definitely out of our comfort zone when it comes yeah. to the Eastern States Brigade. But I'm, I'm assuming Michael Michael Poy rides well. He's uh, he's made a fist of it in the most competitive um, riding ranks in in the country in in Victoria, so he's got connections to Western Australia, and um, I think he's got to be heavily utilised by the the uh, the like sort of based trainers, Pierce Brothers, Durant's maybe. Um, so we'll see how um, how Michael goes in WA, and hopefully it can be another welcome addition to to bolster up our our riding ranks. So um, son of former champion jockey Michael Clark as well. And uh, Michael Clark won a heap of um, Group Ones in Western Australia. Sorry, cricketer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he was a cricketer. But uh, Michael Clark, of course, won on one of the railway stakes and the um, and the now northerly on champion better loosen up and many other big races. Another railway stakes. I think he went on Milady's Duel from memory. So he was a 
he was here year in year out in Perth, Western Australia, with uh, especially with Colin Hayes back in the day. But uh, his son Michael Poy is now uh, hopefully setting up shop in Western Australia, Terry. So let's keep moving. Stay tuned. Stay tuned for info on how you can enter the Market City Mates Get Out Stakes Competition. And due to the fact we have a limited amount of time for this week's podcast, BJ, uh, Chrissy Parnham will have to wait seven days. So uh, have you told Chrissy? Told Chrissy, That's yes. That's good. Yeah. Uh, Congratulated him on the Oaks win and let yes. him know that he'll be back. Do you know Chris Parnham, since he um, – I was actually going to put this on Twitter and I forgot. Uh, I think I read in my preview actually this week. He has ridden um, nine winners from 21 starts. Don't quote me on the exact number um, since he won the Mastermind. There you go. That's a good stat. I actually wrote that in this week's preview. That, that, I'm that deserves a tweet. Yeah. Big time. Isn't that good? Yeah. Um, yes. So Chrissy will be – Chris Parnham will be back on – next week to defend his mastermind crown and yeah so we're good to get back into the swing of things next week it's 10 42 terry's got terry needs to be out of the building at 12 for a uh what time's tee off 12 39 you but who's the four is it was it just the two nah, just mcmanus yeah, yeah just vince mcmanus okay very good all right so you've already been on with uh miles Switzner today yeah Switzner's uh Friday form, frothies, everything. It's all yeah. happening within the world of SEN. And um, you're back riding this week. Tremendous. Yeah, I thought we'd just make a little comeback for the next three weeks at least. We'll see how we go. Time-wise, I found it very difficult. So, um, But look, we've got Roma Derby, Quack. So I thought we'd go bang, bang, bang. How'd the fingers go? <laughs> well, PJ, geez, yeah. that's a, probably an off-air question, I thought. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ah, uh, dear. Uh, no, they went well. Yeah. So we'll see how we happy, go. But happy. in saying that, I think this will be better listening than rather than reading that because I didn't know about – I didn't factor in the rain. I wrote that Thursday morning when I thought there might just be a, a couple of mils overnight. Blame it on the rain, so, eh? Yeah, blame it on the boogie. So, <laughs> don't right. blame it on the sunshine, yeah. DJ. It's one thing I can tell you. <laughs> All right. The one one is – of course, this is your West Australian Racing Podcast, and it is available on all major podcasting platforms, Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, The Works. So please download, subscribe, like, follow, review, and if there's an opportunity, give us a five-star rating. Don't think, just, just do. do. Mm. All right, let's get cracking. It's time for the Ascot Track Report, brought to you by Witten's Irrigation and Design. Whether it's racetrack, residential, or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. Terry. Ah, uh, well, as we alluded to in the in the pregame, where it was a uh, hot inside pad last week, it was really notable um, race. We spoke about Divine Quest, but in that same race, you had horses like Mystical Man, Awesome Rival, horses that maybe weren't going to win, but they were entitled to probably look a bit more threatening than they were. They actually went quite slowly in that race yeah. um, in the end as well, but there were a lot more that didn't let down probably as well as anticipated. So we could tell that the our wide pads in particular just weren't very good whatsoever. So uh, interesting this week, rail is out two metres from the 700 onwards. Um, there's a little bit of rain around. Does a chop up? Does later in the day mean you want to be further off the fence? Um, fascinating. I know you and I both like one that's drawn pretty sp in mm -hmm. later in the day, um, but we'll wait and see. I, I think with the Easterlies, you've got to allow for an on-pace day. Yes. So speaking to Craig Whitten this morning, um, He's, yeah, he's doing tremendous things, Craig. Not only did he get awarded that recent contract to audit all the grass tracks, uh, watering systems in Western Australia, but he's also received another gig to uh, do the maintenance in the other uh, new Bunbury Turf Club facilities. So the new grass track and the new synthetic sand track. 
that will all be um, they're all water wisely with Wittens in uh, for the next twelve months at least. So congratulations to Wittens for um, for get for securing that deal with the Bunbury Turf Club and racing and wagering. Tremendous stuff. And talking to Craig this morning, he said that uh, of course they've they'll back off the they've backed right off the irrigation with this with this rain coming, and there'll be no more irrigation on the track before bounce down tomorrow. And that while it's probably six, seven in most parts of the track at the moment, that was this morning, that with the normal rain, drying weather, wind, all that sort of stuff, he's expecting a good fall for um, for when we get underway tomorrow. Terry? Yeah, no, that's, uh, he's expecting a good fall. Yeah, by the time race one comes around. Oh. Yep. Yeah, so probably probably on the uh, probably on the five side of four, but definitely yep. we'll definitely um, get to that um, with drainage and and so on and so forth, mm-hmm. um, drying weather. So um, yeah, looking forward to a uh, a track that isn't too affected by the uh, by the moisture out there at Ascot tomorrow. Very much so. All right, All right. let's and roll. For everyone listening to the preview, this is, we actually are for once on time restraint, so we've actually got one hour and eight nine minutes. That's actually, we've got a deadline. Mm. It's unlike us. So. No. How long does the preview usually go for? Uh, yeah, we've been pretty good lately. Yeah. yeah. This will be fascinating. Yeah, we've been pretty good lately. So right. let's get into it. You might just cut out my words and <laughs> you're, t- you're tipping far. As I'm telling you on Saturday, Arva, you're you're in far better nick than I am at the moment. So uh, I should be leading you here. I should be going, okay, yeah, well, the first race and throwing to you. Mate, but your your dream team is killing mine. So oh, that, is <laughs> that is the most important thing. <laughs> tell you what. I think we're both at the bottom of the footy tipping ladder, though. Disgusting. Oh, I'm having a naughty. I'm having a naughty, yeah. <laughs> Very um, unlucky, though, because every team that I'm tipping is losing. Yeah. So <laughs> if I just tip the other team, well, then yeah. I'd be going all right. Tipping well, though. I did. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tipped well. Just didn't get the result. All right. Race one is the Materia, Materia Electrical Handicap for the three-year-olds over the 1,000 metres. It's a 12-23 kickoff out there at WA Racing Headquarters tomorrow. Looking for a horse to settle in the forward pocket here. <laughs> is this Materia Electrical? Yeah. Is this Fido? Yeah, I looked it up last night. This is yeah. Fido, isn't it? Fido. Yeah. Oh, Philip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Philip was- uh, Fascinating read. He read his, I went to his website and read his story about how he's built his business. Doesn't great. Yes. He's Very been, interesting. Yeah, he's kicking goals mm. on and off the footy field. He's actually played uh, in the curtain raiser at the yeah, uh, at okay. Optus on Sunday with all the old Eagles yep. and their children. So um, back out there, um, kicking them left and right. So what are your thoughts here? For me, there was only really one horse that I really wanted to be on and I was hoping for- maybe 220 plus, and that was the two, Super Session. No luck last start in a race where some of these are coming out of leniency. Um, the the main one who finished in front of Super Session the other day. But um, yeah, what do you think? Back to the thousand, Lucy Fiore on board. Yeah, it feels, feels sticky. Definitely mm. Super Session on top from a market point of view. I wanted three bucks to have a bet, but I marked this race to make it very difficult to have, have a bet, it, to yeah. be honest with you. Um, Rumour says money is pretty telling, I think. I think it's sort of like six, seven, eight, nine dollars into three seventy, three eighty. I think it was tipped by a tipping service this morning, BJ, which has probably seen it go off a little bit further. I think the trainer might be relatively keen as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't completely sold in the trial, to be honest. It's, it's not really LK's... Um, MO to trial them either. So that was quite interesting. But uh, yeah, look, I, I'm not taking 230 about a horse. It's 1,200 back to 1,000 in a race with no speed whatsoever. Um, I think it can park deep and win. I think they can always go forward and win. Um, but I do think if leniency holds out, make your point, yeah. um, and leads, and it, the easterly is in play and it's early in the day and the fence is really good, that's hard to run down as well on its own. So, and then the best of rumor says wins the race. Um, 
uh, Potshock's trial wasn't anything for me, but, geez, it's continually underrated. And if it is a soft five or soft six in the morning, a horse that I have not got in my market at all, but it's probably the one I'll have something on is a Xena um, because it's just perennially underrated. And leniency not suited back to a thousand. Super sessions not suited back to a thousand. A lot of these, there's little question marks. The fresh horse at a thousand in a small field who likes a wet deck, maybe it's just worth having something tiny on it, 20 odd to one. You yeah. Know? So, well, I know, I know don't, st- don't bet, basically. I know Steve's got. Um- Steve quite, quite likes, make your point, as a prospect. And I was thinking if um, if leniency doesn't want to lead and let's make your point get across neat from, from gate five and it, it was a wet track that it went on in, in, at Albany the other day. So it might give a kick and run a cheeky race. I'm expecting bigger than the current 26s on offer on Betfair late. So Jeez, I'm not bigger than the current 26s. Yeah, but I mean if, if, if you're looking to find a leader – Early at a big price, and it and there's still the track is still a bit wet. Then um, it could give it could give some cheek, and the wolf runners have been bobbing up at double figure odds consistently recently. Uh, yeah, so my, my my very first thought on this race was I just wanted to be be on Super Session. Um, I think he's a very very good horse. Gun down, Thomas Magnum. Two starts ago, um, just zoomed straight past him, and he's a subsequent winner. No luck. Uh, with Chris Parnham getting jammed up in between runners last start. So, but maybe with a bit of money for rumours says, maybe some leniency money, maybe 250 plus super session. Well, my first thought was I want to be on super session too. And I just think if this money is coming for these other couple like they are, BJ, we could even get better than that. And Good. my bet price looks probably very ambitious. I don't think it's a complete impossibility. $3. So, my feel is if we just hold fire, sometimes you back the obvious late, but um yeah, if it's still a like a soft 6 come race 1, I'll probably have something on a Zena who I've marked 25 to 1. Okay. Purely cuz I marked it on a good four. All right, very good. Race 2 is the Perth Euro Handicap. Graduation 60 plus over the 1000 meters. Another pay one two to kick things off. And uh, we've got a couple of three-year-olds here in Mamuga and Export Girl. Mantelli's racing really well, just struggles to to really win them. <laughs> Senorita Dorotea, it's kind of the same boat, really. We've got Ghost Who Walks resuming and an interesting runner, Mordor. The Carnarvon champion sprinter is uh, Mordor. Oh, is <laughs> Mordor is uh, is coming to town for new trainer Ryan Boy Hill Mordor. Mordor um, is the dual Manilia sprint winner, which is the new market of the Carnarvon Turf Club. So um, it's one of the last two. <laughs> That's very good. But uh, yeah, Simon A with Holly on board, Mamuga um, heads the market presently. Yeah, I, well, looking at the the figures and figures love to dictate markets these days. Remember the good old days where we just we just use our bloody eyes, BJ. Um, the figures were very strong with um, with Marmuga for its last two victories. But I think it's important to remember Marmuga's last win was on that red hot cutaway uh, where it sat in the back of Rock This Town. Rock This Town wouldn't finish within five of those. And it's thirty one days between runs as well. Thirty odd days between runs. I don't mind that for a Miller sprinter. He's pretty pretty savvy in that sense. And the easterly in play, you'd think they'll try and hold the fence. Um, but yeah, no, not going to get me at that price. Mm. Yeah, I didn't market in the top few favourites, but it probably probably jumps favourite purely on the figures. Um, I think it'll lead. I think Export Girl will work to the breeze. I think both Mantelli and Senorita Dor- Dorotea are, are pretty happy leaders back in one one, and probably leaves um, Hodor out three deep. No, I think just <laughs> hold, about hold the door. Yeah, hold, hold the door. <laughs> hold might, the door might be left out three deep. No, just about here. I think I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. Potentially Export Girl down twelve hundred to a thousand. Definitely negative mm-hmm. for it, um, but I think from that gate, sometimes it's 
in a race with a few speed horses drawing outside of them can be a benefit because you can just ride it to get to that spot rather than sort of being hemmed away. So I presume that's what will occur. Um, those two walks are the final crack at them. I feel like it's weighted. It's not really weighted to win there though. With yeah. sixty after the claim, I think that's really difficult. Kind of kind of coiled up as well. It's it's. Um yeah. Going to have to dash with lighter. I'm, say, I'm saying that if I'm giving you a three-wide line in a seven-horse field, that's the way that a backmarker wins. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, I'm not willing to put a line through it. I think Brad went up 460 or something. So I'm pretty sure I know which horse Brad's going to be <laughs> on here. Um, and every time he goes up one that short and they jump five times the price, they're winning at the moment as well. So, um, But, yeah, look, Mantelli would probably be favoured if it wasn't called Mantelli, but it's been sacked from as a betting point of view. I, I like Senorita Dorotea. Um, do you like? Do you like the? I don't like the price all that much. I'm I'm three eighty a bet, but like it's funny. I'm doing bet. I'm still got to get my mentality right because I'm doing bet prices. But then when they are my price, I'm like, oh, I prefer it was a bit higher. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm I'm very much confusing myself with this, and it's it's. I mean, I've been doing it one way for ten years, so to to change it and just get the mentality that that's just a bet. That's just a bet. It's um yeah a little bit difficult, but um I also had Marmuga sort of double triple the price it is, so I'm presuming Betfair late will be significantly mm. better for Central. Interesting. I had, I had Marmuga three dollars. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. It, it'll be a polarizing one, I mm. think, in that sense. Um, it's very. I'm really glad it's three bucks because that's easy for me to take on. There's no consideration to having a bet. Um, but yeah, I think with Senora Dorothea, it's either been last out the back or in the breeze. Yeah. Like this, you just get the happy medium and the one-one here. But geez, it's it's not a horse you trust a great deal. So I'll back Senora Dorothea and I'll probably get my money back. I think Export Girl will be easy, so I'm going to get my money back on Export Girl. Um, yeah, not not too keen on getting overly involved here. Yeah, Senorita for me. Yeah, I'm not that keen on getting terribly involved either. Just when I did my markets on on Wednesday night, it was three dollars Marmuga. But um, currently three forty, so I suppose that's the that's the way to go. Simon A flying, dropping in weight. Um, a couple of these horses just just don't really have that real punch, um, Senorita and Mantelli. But um, that's why I was kind of firmer on Marmuga and a bit easier on on Mantelli and Senorita Dorotea. I thought you'd be with export. Uh, I had her seven dollars. Okay. So um, yeah, I was just what did I write here? 1200 back to a thousand query map query go forward question mark s mcgrady back on positive so yeah um it's a few little variables there winning the first all sort of probably shorten the quote a little bit obviously yeah. with the the form around it first yeah. up yeah but there's quite uh, there's queries on that form too with super session being held up the entirety and kelvinator finishing so yeah. close to them so yeah yeah okay race number three is the tap touch terry what is it Better you bet. Oh, no, you've, have you got the- <laughs> You got the touch. You got the touch. Um, tap touch. Have you got the touch? 1,400 metre special conditions, no metro in last year race. Over the 1,400 metres, Blazing Tycoon, Call Again, Forever Dreaming, and Awesome Rival. They are the four in single figures, and they appear to be the four main winning chances here, Terry. We've had a scratching too, sorry. Number four, Mahalio won't be backing up after a race on Wednesday. Uh, it's good to see Mahalio shorten tens to sevens and then be scratched to make <laughs> sure that anyone that's had a bet gets some reasonable deductions as well. So well played. Well played by all. No, Mahalia not backing up is a real surprise after making a mid-race move on, <laughs> on Wednesday. That's <laughs> that's fascinating. So um, look, I agree. This was a 10 cent deduction. That's that's cracking stuff. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, sticky race. I, I think the market's pretty accurate. I've got Call Again as a favourite. Um, I, I like the fact in, in this type of setup where you've got a leader, Call Again, you've got Mar, Shamley in the breeze, you've got Jag the Joker, leaders back. So you've got sort of two of the biggest roughies in the race, breeze, leaders back with an easterly in play with Holly going on, mm. a leader. It's a free kilo and a half and she's probably worth a length on her own as well and those type of horses. So, um She'll give a big kick, whether she's still there at, at the post. She'll be there in front at 50, I think. Whether she's still there at the post, I don't know. Um, but, look, that's the way I've I've marked the race call again. Sort of 450 was the price I needed for a bet with Mahalia in the race. So maybe 420 um, would be a bet price. I'll just see how it's playing. If, if it doesn't look to be leaderish, then you sort of uh, lose a bit of interest in that sense. Uh, awesome Rival is the one I expect the money to come for in a, in a reasonable fashion. It hasn't drawn a gate. It's actually jumping okay, so it can probably land in about yeah. sixth. Got no weight. Um, I just feel like Awesome Rivals, a horse is going to keep sucking in. It's one from 17 now. Uh, this is this is its race. Yeah, it should this be its race, it. but it's not going to get me at, no, at, at No excuses for Awesome Rival this nah, Sunday. Exactly. Uh, right. Low weight. Uh, it's got a good a good um, advantage from weight point of view on its main rivals in Saddle Class numbers one, two, and three. Finally draws four. Finally draws low. If you go through its recent history it hasn't drawn low for a long time um if it can begin and and maybe be in, settled in front of um i'll probably have about three or four behind it in transit there's only eight it should get the back of yeah, forever dream it should do. um then it's going the, the the sectionals it's been running late if it can reproduce that from a more forward position that's then the it'll, it'll win so often they can't reproduce yep. it from a more forward yeah. position pending out has to be ridden so i think that's where holly probably needs to run them along to start yep. a ground call again so yeah yeah no i i I completely see it. I went into the racing, I'll just find awesome rival and I thought, hang on, at three bucks, that's a top of horse if it beats me. So be it. A lot ticks. Uh, doesn't. There's not many boxes awesome rival doesn't tick, but um, with that easterly in play, I'm not getting – I'm just – I'm okay with it beating me. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's one of those horses I think long-term, if I stay away from these type of horses, I'll be okay. Forever yeah. Dreaming Shades going off, very yeah. odd, I thought. Horses come back in probably close to career best. And it was forced, racing. To, so forced to breathe. It was that. forced to breathe. Yeah, well, it, there was no other choice. Yeah. There was no other – like, oh, let's take the blinkers off so we find cover. This race, you would have had cover with the blinkers on. So yeah. I still think it can win. And it's trialed very well a lot of times without blinkers, so it might be a better horse without blinkers. But um, if the reason they've taken the – the shades office to find cover. It wasn't to do with the blinkers last start. I think you'll find it was just to do um, with the the map itself. Just got so, left, left there, yeah. yeah. So yeah, look, if the track's playing as I expect and the rail's good and it's on speed, I'll look it back and call again and jag the Joker. BJ snags yeah. first up. Um, never in the race. Uh, I think it's still a couple of runs away. I yeah. don't think Jag the Joker is probably going to win this, but your senior goes on for your apprentice. You're on the back of call again, who's going to give a kick and take you right into it. Jag the Joker is easily good enough to win this. Um, Money mail. And we're going to get, yeah, and we're going to get a prize. So he's put the same. That's, it is very interesting that he's gone with the um, the senior there as well. So uh, when he's trying to shed points, you you often find it's apprentice, apprentice, <laughs> apprentice, and they, they drop a stack of points and then you get serious. So, yeah. um, and at one second up, last prep. So okay. we'll keep an eye on Jag the Joker at a big price. Uh, I want three fifty. I wanted three fifty. That was with Mahalio in my market. I wanted three fifty. Awesome rival. Not sure I'm going to get it, which will be good because that means I don't. I think have it'll to have be the money. I think it'll yeah. be the money horse, yeah. but uh, yeah, the money could be for any of the top three. I think the big drifter, if you're going to back it, is Blazing Tycoon. I think I think it was yeah. ten dollars Blazing Tycoon. Okay, very good. Yeah, so it's not a, a not. Let's summarize. It's not a race we want to be heavily. Involved uh, in. Rail's looking good. I'm, I'm happy to have a call again. I'm happy to have a trot spit. Leader, leader's back. Very good. All right. 
Race four is the Drummond Golf Handicap. Um, quite timely, isn't it? It and, is uh, quite timely, yeah. And, and uh, Bradley. We've only got about 48 minutes left, but I got to, this is a good one. Yeah. So I decided to sneak out for a quick nine holes by myself on uh, Tuesday lunch with Crip and mm. then uh, thought, oh, you know what? Jared and Albany looks too hard. I'll do it tonight. So I snuck out for a quick nine hours. And I like to just play by myself sometimes, you know, just to get around the course, take your time. I'm a very average golfer. Try and teach myself a thing or two. And um, I'm standing on the first tee box and just about to hit. And a bloke sort of wanders up and goes, excuse me, mate, do you mind if I play with you today? I've looked around and I thought, fuck, I don't want to play with you, buddy. Like, I really don't want to, but I'm just, I'm just too nice, basically. <laughs> Often been accused of it. And um, so I said, sure, mate, no worries. So everyone says about you. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. Anyway, so I uh, hit me um, hit me first, Bill. He hits his. And he goes, what's your handicap? And I said, not good. And he told me his. It was slightly better than mine. Yeah. And... Um, and straight away he goes, all right, well, I'm just going to give you a tip with your driving here. So you need to put your arms a little bit closer to your body. Oh, no. I don't know why I'm putting on this voice anyway. Yeah. He just feels like he deserves this. And um, the whole round he's telling me, like, well, he's stopping me just before I'm putting and like, no, you've got to go a bit to the left, got to do this. It was the worst two and a half hours of life. <laughs> The only good thing that came from it, right? Because his handicap was about 10 shots better than mine. The only good thing to come from it was a beating by three shots off the stick. The advice dried up by about hole six. So shove that up your ass, mate. Is there anything worse than playing with a random and copying it? Yeah, copying advice from ball one. I just thought you are fucking kidding me. This isn't happening. Uh, that's Terry's tantrum brought to you by Drum and Golf. Go. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, put on a clinic as well. It's fantastic. Mm. I would have loved to have been there to see him stop your mid <laughs> Oh, mate, after one shot, I just knew. I just knew that it was an error. I knew that it was an error. So, anyway, we, we live and learn. Next time I say no, fuck off. Well, that is fantastic <laughs> stuff. All right. Um, here we go. It's a ratings. It was actually a 72-plus 1,600-meter race, but it's advertised. However, there was no top weight available. So, this is actually a 66-plus with a 55 kg Minimum. So we have um, the likely leader, Mountain Ash, who's uh, looking to run them along and uh, and uh, knock up another victory for Luke Campbell and Danny Morton. Birdie Eagle racing well as well. Cisco Joe, they're both coming out of the Weapon Sun race the other day. Joe Bella caught the eye when running into a bit of traffic first up as well. Uh, Classic Rogue, Minus Looks, both racing well. Only the eight runners, but um, you can make a case for most of them, Terry. Yeah, you can. Um, just on a side note, we discussed did, them, did, Mahalio. Did Minus Looks win the other day? Yeah. yeah. So we um, – no, we're not doing that, BJ. So <laughs> we just discussed then. I mentioned that um, – I mentioned about the scratching of Mahalia and it seemed to just miraculously shorten mm. before the uh, – before the bounce. Okay, I'll see where you go. So yep. Narrage and Cup Markets have all gone up and everything. Awesome chatter across the board is sort of sixes into 350, no jockey named, and it's mm. racing here. Who's who's backing it? Mm. Like who's backing it? This is what we we talk about. This is something Crip's quite big on as well. Like no one's come and had a go at awesome chatter with no notified jockey, have they? No. Like you're kidding me. Like I haven't had a bet in the Narrowing Cup yet. Thank God. I think we got the winner though. Um, yeah, anyway, gives me the gives me the poos. Uh, sorry, what are we talking about? This race. So, so just race. Quick, just quickly on that. Just what's the what's your what's your working theory? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. One company does it, sets it off, or I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what my working theory is. It just seems to be too coincidental. I always think, you know, it's coming out. Why would it possibly be backed? Yeah. Why is it shortening and increasing deductions on a on the race? So, um, who knows, BJ? Okay. Who knows? They're just out to get us. I yeah. Know. But I we get the we get the um, feel that it's going around Saturday with A Kennedy on board. Awesome channel. 
Sorry, at Ascot, sorry. Would have thought so. Yeah. Well, the only other, there's only a couple of jockeys available in the race, so they could, it's probably a good race for it, to be honest, at Narragin, but yeah. you're going to be, you're going to be, um, yeah, putting a jockey on they probably wouldn't be usually chasing. So it's tough. But this is a cracking race here at, uh, at Ascot. I think all eight horses uh, lay claims to winning. The fact that minus looks is $18 mm. um, when going so close to Mount Nash at their last outing is a really indication of how strong the race is. Um, Pickler Senora is the other roughie and it's actually been supported, I can see. Um, yeah. It brings a real point of difference into the race in regards to it's been racing in staying races back to a more suitable trip. Off 35 days. We'll settle last and have a crack at it. But that's mm. a real point of difference that can sort of win the race. Classic Grow, beat Magnificent Andy last start. It's your third biggest roughie. Mm. So it's just a really good race in that sense. Um, yeah, Mountain Ashes has probably been one of the better placed horses. Um, I'm sure you've had nothing to do with that, BJ, since it's been with Danny. The the claim, the non-claim, um, and now the claim again. It's It meets most of these better at the weights for, for beating him home or there's only narrow margins and it's had a couple of victories. Um, sorry, narrow sort of swings in the weights. It's had mm-hmm. a couple of victories, yeah. You don't seem to be losing a great deal from Chris to Luke with this particular horse who's going to be out in front. So with the Easterly in play, I'm, I'm surprised it's out to four dollars, Mount Nash. I'm I'm over four dollars a bet price. I I fear I just it's more just a feel that maybe um, I don't know is it going to go to the well again and reproduce another run? It did just hold out minus looks last start. In that type of sense, I mean I was pretty aggressive on another runner, but um, yeah, you can make a case for all these Birdie Eagle. I think it's a better horse with some cover. Even when it won that race two starts ago, I think it got cover for yeah, a, a reasonable yeah. portion of the race. I think there's a lot of discussion that it was sat in the breeze the whole way, but I think it did tuck no, in. It tucked in and and the tempo allowed, because Birdie Eagle is such a strong, yeah. hard-going horse that when the tempo's on, he can – if, if he's got to create the tempo, then he, he – I think he – Overexerts and burns a lot of fuel fighting fighting Brad usually, so mm-hmm. that's why cover is crucial for him. Yeah, exactly right. It's, it's hard to see that here as well. Mm-hmm. It look it looks to me outside of um, Mount National. They just have to have to own that. They go back, they're cooked. They look for a spot. Can't see where it eventuates from, to be honest with you. So um, tough for him. Awesome chatter. I don't think the wee ripper form is going to add up here. It was really good against Mountain Ash two, three, three starts ago, but it's probably near last from six mm-hmm. with the way the map looks um, alongside Pickler Senora. Yep. So it's one. It's probably the one in the market. I've marked significantly longer than its current price. And I'm happy looking around it. Um, but for me, it's Go Bella is the, um, was an easy on topper. Um, I thought the trial was really good alongside Buckeye Bullet, who should have won both first and second up. Uh, did win second up last Sunday and Southwest Cup Day. Um, if you watch that race, Go Bella's in first up at the mile, and there was really good money around for it, which mm. I found very odd. Very strong, um, strong SP. Yeah, yeah, really strong SP in the market. And if you watch the replay on the turn, even Mount Ash, even all of them are off the bit and battling and battling. Go Bella, Stevie had just a hole. Like, yeah. He was traveling like anything. And now Go Bella's strength is, is, isn't, especially if you go to those two pre, watch the replay, those two pre-spell wins. Um, its strength is being able to sustain a run or building into it pre-turn almost or on turn. And that was, Stevie was on for both of those and he rode it a treat on both occasions. And um, just the way it was travelling, it would have been interesting. I don't know if it, maybe, maybe it may have needed the fitness run, which it's now got, but the way it was travelling, if it was able to be put into it and sustain that run, it can do. It would have been interesting if it um, did get the, the chockies late. As it was, it probably didn't get clear out to the 150 and it probably doesn't look all that aesthetically pleasing, but I thought it hit the line well enough for a horse for that a, isn't a For horse. a first up mile. Yeah, yeah, exactly right for a horse isn't going to do that. So this map looks like it should be, um, as I said, Mountain Ash, Birdie Eagle, uh, leaders back, could be – uh, who have I got? Maybe minus looks. Uh, then you've got maybe Cisco, Joe, Classic Road. They'll all be around that type of spot. It looks to be 
one off three back looks to be the spot That's for where it. That's where I've got it, yeah. Um, and I think following either Cisco Joe, Mountain Ash, or whoever it may be, it's going to be a horse that's going pretty well into the race from that position and sort of letting it go from from the 400. I think Gobella can um, can get the chockies on. It's only had three goes in its life with the winkers on. They were two wins in the last start when I think it just travelled brilliantly. So stables flying. So she does really – she does yeah. a good job, Steph Back. Yeah, she does a super job. Super job. Super yeah. job. So I'd love to see the, the middle of the track not be complete and out of quicksand because mm. that's going to make it significantly harder. But, um, yeah, I think Gobella. Can um can win the race. I think we get a better price closer to jump to. Yeah. Okay. I was just because it's such a I was sort of market. I was eyeing off Gobella as well, especially at the the opening quotes, but I in, trimmed up into seven fifty ish around approximately at the moment, um, which is a touch under my um, bet price. But if uh, Betfair late, if we can get a bit of a squeeze and she can sort of go back out eight nine. I don't know, ten dollars maybe. I think I think just because it's such a competitive race, as we've just said, there's mm. no horse that's going to be out the door. You have got eight horses that they need to squeeze into squeeze into the hundred percent. So mm. I, I do think it's going to be a good. good I'd be surprised there. if you're taking less than the current price. Yeah. Um. At at jump. Yeah. Uh. Mount Ash with Luke Campbell back on board will lead, give a kick, and it's going to be going to be there to be run down. Um. Does he hang on, or does a horse like Joe Bella get over the top? That's kind of the fresh horse on the scene, second up. It's fallen towards the end of its last preparation, was career best, um, taken another leap forward, then Gobel is the kind of horse from the expected running position, expected map position, can launch off there and can maybe nail Mount Nash late. So I'm sort of thinking that in the same same vein as you, Terry, that Gobella is the uh, is the horse that has the that can possibly uh, gun down Mount Nash late. I'm glad you're thinking the same way. That's yeah. why I, I feel like I needed some reassurance. Confidence is a bit bit dented at the moment, so I really appreciate you um, agreeing with me there. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you as well. Mm. Um, okay, so it's now time. <laughs> it's now time to take a break. This is usually mastermind time, so we better give a quick shout out to the Mundaring Hotel, Heart of the Hills, since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring, Ian Butchie O'Connor, Flutter Froffies, Feed, Family Atmosphere, Butchie's Big Deck. And massive congrats to Ian and um, everyone involved with Younger Lass, who got up in the last stride at Pinjarra last Thursday. And um, wouldn't mind having a chat to Butchie on the show to discuss that horse because- it's Character. Um, yeah, there's a bit of a story there with um, with Younger Lass, um, bred by Ian, Butchie O'Connor, and the late Robbie Harvey. Um, and uh, all the Harveys were, were in, the, in the ownership of Younger Lass as well. And Younger Lass is Nat Robbie, of course, before he was a trainer, was a jockey. And the first winner he rode was a horse called Younger Lad. And they named mm. Younger Lass in honor of um, Mr. Harvey's uh, first winner as a hoop. So um, yeah, it was a great day for um, the O'Connors and the Harveys with Younger Lass, a horse they all bred, saluting at Pinjarra last Sunday. So um, yeah, last Thursday rather. So yeah, it'd be good to chat to Butchie one day, get him on and he can tell the the whole story in full. And I think also the the, the broodmare, um, give the signal, I think, is the mother of Younger Lass. I think Butchie's been told on more than one occasion that um, maybe he should um, ship her off to greener pastures. <laughs> mm. So, but he didn't quit on her and uh, it's found one that can gallop a bit. So congratulations. But if anyone's in the neighborhood, make sure you drop in to the, uh, the Mundaring and let them know that you listen to the one one you'll, uh, and they'll look after you for sure and certain. We're due to record out there soon, actually. We, we are. We've done that yeah. for a while. All right, we'll take a break. We'll be back with the rest of this preview. 
Okay, we're back for race five of the Crown Perth Handicap, rating 66 plus over 1,200 metres. And top of the pops is the current market elect. Um, shock first up defeat. The race was won by Thomas Magnum, who is second favourite for this race on Saturday. Um, I suppose they're the two main chances. Terry, is there? Uh, are you looking at anything outside the obvious here in the Crown Perth Handicap? Uh, no. Negative. No, I'm not. No, I'm. So the moment, um, at the moment, we've got top of the pops, roughly three ten. Thomas Magnum, roughly three thirty. Others in single figures. Dream to me, and famous journey upwards. Others. I think if um, I think if it is to get beaten, uh, the two at the head of the market will probably be from the top. Yep. Um, and a horse at Legacy Atara is a real unknown X factor. I'm a bit concerned. Doesn't look like the cleanest jumper in the world. And you've got famous Journey. Um, he's gold. He's that gold. Quick either. Yeah. But um, look, if Legacy Atara, the easterly in play, can hold the front, it's one that's definitely got some X factor. It's win over. The three-year-olds, Azer and Galaxy Affair on Melbourne Cup Day, which was a massive off-pace day when sort of leading throughout, um, was really strong. So it uh, wouldn't surprise me to see Legacy Atari win. wouldn't surprise me to see it be beaten 15 lengths. Mm. So um, massive on-pace day. It's definitely worth consideration as a save. Um, and it might be – that sort of might be the theme for a lot of the day if you think it's playing massively on speed and you don't really want to be on the lead of it. Just you want case. to say, especially at that price, it's easy just to chop a little bit out. I think defending's probably slightly over the odds as well. Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a really nice horse. Um, very underrated last campaign. Whether it needs one or not, I don't know. But I had uh, defending third in line in my market. Mark yeah, I think I was equal third with Legacy of Tara. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I dream to me as a bit of a knock. Um, I'll take on the uh, the visiting trainer as well as the Jero horses are going, and as well as it went last start, just off that bit of a break. I'll mm. just I'll just take it on naturally. Um, not secret wins the race by it being a bunched field, which we might get with some leaders that might not kick and coming down the outside, but then it has to out sprint Thomas Magnum, which has to be a big query. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Aracity was pretty good behind Starring Night. Last time out, goes yep. around $30 plus, but that's fair enough. I think that price is about right. And Famous Journey got a bit of a gift, I thought, last yep. start. Um, it will be the beneficiary of a non-stepping legacy Atara, though, and if it finds the front, it gives Cheek out in front too. So a nice little race, but I'm going to just back in Danny and top of the pops. I knew after its last run I was going to be on next start, and this is the right type of race I wanted. Um, speed that's a bit of a query. Better draw. Chris Parnham in absolutely red-hot form. Um, if it loses, so be it. North $3, off we go. Okay. I'm going to wait for jump. It drifted out to 250, 260 when it was highly spruced coming off two great trials. Yeah. So you'd think with those couple I mentioned in the race, we're going to see 350 here. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, – yeah, definitely – some head scratching after its first up run two weeks ago. Was there because what what, did, what was expected though? In that situation, it was wide. It was no, no, I, I, under suffering. Got a bit of a bumping duel for I, a second I, there. I, I agree with you. I thought its last fifty was good. Yeah, its last fifty was good. I think it just it just got gassed and unbalanced, but on you know on the on the bend and it lost a considerable amount of ground between the four hundred and the two hundred and picked up again late. So you know, you know maybe in a perfect world. Time over again, you just write it quiet. I did think that was the plan. Follow Thomas Magnum and let him hit the line. Hear that. Just from a, just building into a campaign, um, if he goes back, runs on, hits the line hard, runs the fastest last 600 of the day, everyone's happy moving forward. But push forward, get sort of shunted off balance. It's a bit of a, as I said, a bit of a head scratcher. Um, then you're kind of second guessing yourself about, 
But Danny's too good a trainer. Chris is too good a jockey. They both have, you know, big opinions of this horse. They're, 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 so they wouldn't, they couldn't be, they're not that far off. This horse has got serious talent. So hopefully with a bit of speed on, um, maybe a couple behind it and running, you can balance up, be a lot more balanced in running, get around them and, and launch at them late. What it means here is we're going to probably get a point longer than yep. first up. We're going to get a better setup yep. than first up. Um, and obviously statistics, as well. purely looking at the statistical side of things, three from three at 1,200, two yep. from two on a rain-affected going. There, there isn't much... There are no, there's no way to hide here. Yeah. So, in my opinion, we're getting a better price for a better setup. Let's go. This is going to be one of the bigger plays for the day, I'd suggest. Yeah. So, and, and also another thing in Pops's favour, I suppose, is where does Tony, where does Thomas, Pops. where does Thomas Magnum get from uh, from its gate? It's, yeah, it's funny. Does it sit outside top of the Pops, or does it go back behind and try? No, to it, it'll go back because twelve hundred seems to be a distance they don't want to reach out to too often. I don't think there's an issue with Thomas Magnum and twelve hundred. No, I don't think I, so. It's more a map for uh, in, yep. in 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 That's reference, my concern, in reference to where top of the Pops. I is. think the map could work out for Thomas. I think it could be advantageous to potentially. Yeah, potentially. I'm going to back Chris in from four to for things to work out, but we're talking. Um, our, our potential three across the track in Legacy Tara Famous Journey, he's gold, which means a three-wide line might, might not be, might be the end there. of the world in yeah. a small field. So I, I don't think drawing wide here, it's the same with Not Secret, it'll go around, it'll drift to double the current price, I'd suggest. I, I don't think it's the end of the world being drawn wide, dropping out the back and trying to have a pop at them late. Interesting, um, they've gone, the game team has gone the crossover noseband on Thomas Magnum. He was very keen in running the other day and Brad sort of took him a while to get back underneath him. But I would have thought that was more tempo related than than the horse. But mm -hmm. they're trying to get him to relax, so they've got the crossover noseband on. So you, maybe they just let him come out neutral, quite cold, so he doesn't get too keen stepping up to the twelve hundred on on Saturday as well. So wouldn't be surprised to see Thomas Magnum at the back of the field alongside Not Secret. Um, hopefully that gives Top of the Pops the the right launch pad from a pair in front of those two. And for mine, I think Thomas Top of the Pops can round them all up quite comfortably. Yeah, my general thought process, it isn't sort of like, oh, hopefully Thomas Bagnum's further back and we get the head start. My thought process is Top of the Pops is the best horse. We just need normal luck. If yep. Thomas, if, if they both get out and Thomas outsprints Top of the Pops, then we just, Top of the Pops isn't the horse we'd, we'd hoped it was. Sure. It's that simple. So normal luck. Um, yeah, I think we've got to go again here at north of $3. Let's do it with you. Race six in the Amelia Park, Perth Stakes. The first of our features on Romy Cup Day, it's, for the two-year-old, the fellas, the Colts and Geldings, set weights and penalties over 1,100 metres. Now, the the Phillies uh, edition is the gym crack, which is race seven, um, and there's super depth in the Phillies division. Doesn't necessarily look at the moment as if there's similar depth, in, especially with no Odenaka in the Perth Stakes. Mm. Um, so, but at the, moment, <laughs> at the moment, we've got uh, Snow Prince um, having its first run in 42 days since a game Game, geez, that was a big run in the Magic Me and second, the Super Smink. A lot of banter, 28 days between runs for this Simon A. Miller trained um, two-year-old as well. And the interesting runner, first starter from the LK Fernie Yard, Ripcord, coming off a 400-metre, very impressive 400-metre trial win. He, Ripcord, of course, was a purchase by Luke, $40,000 as a wean, weanling. So um, he's got his eye in there, uh, LK, and Ripcord has been supported in the early markets as well. Yeah, no, good money early, which is a good sign. Um, Vance Joy actually named the horse, I think. Yeah. Hmm. Um, <laughs> I've seen Vance Joy, actually. 
Live? Yeah, I thought that was a great opportunity for this one, BJ. <laughs> yes. I have to get used to these buttons. Yeah, we haven't used enough of the buttons. Yeah, no, we'll have to find something to, um, yeah, there's a few good ones here. Anyway, um, yeah, Snowprints, when you sell the fields, I thought, Jace, it's, it's just pretty hard to go against. Um, 330s sort of thing. Oh, yeah. I, I, to be yeah. honest, I only wanted 310. That was my bet price, but then I'm like 330. Oh, I don't know. I, I just feel like if I wait for Betfair, I'll see better. Um, I, I didn't have Ripcord strong in my market, but I need to move it stronger purely on that. I, I didn't know enough about it. It's 400 meter trial. Who knows? If, if that's in one of the other trials of the day, it runs seventh. Just how the times. Mm. So that's fascinating in that sense. But um, I have vague recollections, and I could be wrong with Luke telling me this was a very good one a while ago. Um, but dearie me, I. I could be completely wrong there as well. So respect that. Very hard to win in a race of this nature uh, on your debut. But there's every chance it finds a fence here, BJ. If it's as quick as it, as it may well be, there's every chance it actually comes across. I, I think the way Simon A's two-year-olds are going, they're all going better with cover. So mm. I think Paddy will be pretty happy if one um, comes across and leads and he can sit on the back with a lot of banter. So... Um, I thought Bolter was the interesting runner from a map point of view. Yeah, old Boltons. I don't know if um, I don't know if um, I don't know if it has the gate speed, but they all seem to have the gate they speed. Do, don't Dion they do. all seem to yeah. have the gate speed. As soon so. as you think that you second guess your by Dion horse for from a map point of view. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah, anyway, I wasn't too perturbed. I just, yeah, a lot of banner Snow Prince are the two for me that map the best. And I was, I'm just more taken by Snow Prince's last run. I'm, I'm Pike and Clint to, to Jordan. Um, he does ride the two year olds very well. Jordan has a very good record over the Junie on two year olds. Uh, should be somewhere near the 1 1. It, yeah, it, it looks the one. Let's wait for Betfair. I reckon we'll see um, something a bit better than 323.30 on offer at the moment. Um, and I'm going to have something on, on horse number four, BJ. I, I don't think it'll win. Happy um, as Larry. I think it's the best horse in this race, but I just don't think the setup's right. But if I'm Again. if I'm telling you that I think something's the best horse in the race and it's going to go around twenty to one, yeah, I'm going to back it. So um, its trial was super. Its second to Shadowfield was super. Its second to Snowprints was a better run than Snowprints. Yeah. Just about. I think there's a lot of credit in that Snowprints run sitting in the breeze on debut. That's not easy to do, as we saw with Never the Twain last mm-hmm. week. Um, so there's just no way that I can't have – if I'm backing snow prints with some confidence, there's, just, there's no way I can't have something on Happy as Larry at 20 to 1. So that's the way I'll go. Wouldn't talk you out of a lot of banter. Uh, on patrol, three, the fence goes nicely. Ripcord could blouse them all. Yeah, I, just, I, just, I just don't know. So, yeah, I won't be going too hard this race, but we're backing snow prints and Happy as Larry. Mm, okay. I'm, I'm actually going to back the two Casey runners, snow prints and on patrol. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turner Quinella. Turner Quinella coiled up on patrol, as you said, three back the fence. Um, Troy Turner sort of weaving through. I like the way that it hit the line. Didn't get a lot of luck in a bit of a funny odd race. You like week. the augment form, don't you? Yeah, I don't, but it was just, it just sort of, it was fence, fence in run. And then they had to, when the leaders slowed, they compacted badly and it lost all momentum and, and field position and in, in reference to augment. And its section was weren't that much um, inferior, actually. So trials hit the line well in trials, um, hit the line well on debut, coiled up. And if they're falling apart, if the leaders are falling apart late, it could be a horse like on patrol that with a bit of strength at the end of the race that can that can make things that could be dangerous. So uh, double figure quote, I'm probably going to add something on Snowprints, um, the fave and on patrol as the save.
Yeah, no, I don't yep. mind that. On patrol, and the big advantage for on patrol as well is you've got a horse that's going to sit and sprint now with race experience. So um, for a horse with cover, race experience is anything. Mm. It's trial behind Happy's Larry. is super. It doesn't yep. read that well on paper, but it's absolutely super. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. watch the, if you haven't caught it, watch the replay. I'm just yeah. looking him savage the line. Yeah, I'm $17. The 1200 back to 11 is yes. a little neg. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm $17 a bet on patrol, but I'll be keeping an eye. I think I think Betfair could do some funny things if there's wild money for a ripcord or a, a lot of band has got strong data. Yeah. Betfair could do some funny things and allow a a multiple horse play. Okay. Very good. All right. Wheaton's Irrigation and Design. They're the irrigators of choice for the West Australian racing industry. Owner-operator Craig Whitten has extensive experience working on racetracks across this great state, especially in his role as irrigation technician on the hallowed turf at Ascot and Belmont Park. Craig and his team also specialise in designing and delivering projects for commercial thoroughbred and standardbred racing properties. Check out Witten's Irrigation and Design on Instagram and Facebook and get in touch with Craig. So whether it's racetrack, residential or commercial, water wisely with Witten's. How are we going for time? Cruising. Oh, Cruising, hey? We could do Narragin as well. <laughs> Talk about awesome chatter. It's probably into $1.60 now. Probably be a 67 cent deduction. <laughs> Uh, race seven is the Furphy Jim Crack States. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you ready for this? Here we go. Narragin postponed due to the state of the track following heavy rainfall. This meeting has been postponed until Monday, April 3rd. When's that? That's Monday. Yeah. Uh, pending a track inspection on Sunday afternoon. Oh, That's a great goodness. thing. I hate Mondays because there's no punting. <laughs> That's party time. I actually don't mind when there. I wonder if that changes um, the awesome chatter thinking. Imagine if they could get- uh, Oh, they could get anyone. Chris Parnham or someone to go down and ride it in the Narragin Cup. Could get anyone. That's very interesting. Where's CJP? Suspended. Suspended. Yeah, Pike suspended, CJP suspended. Um, Yeah. Interesting. Watch Joey has a party, the big winner, because obviously both are lining up for (laughs) Halatoria. So- Um, all right. I was going to do a hashtag. What was it? Poor hashtag Nowland as a party. Rogers. <laughs> you know, like electric blood stuff. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, not that funny. It was funny to me. Narrogen, though. That's not funny. I'm poor okay old, with it. Poor old I'm okay. I'm at a Bucks do. Um, Mr. Moga's Bucks do on, um, on Saturday. So I would have been, I'm already an unsocial pick at the races. I would have been even more unsocial with eight to follow at Narrow as well. So. Uh, is the Bucks do at the track? Yep. Oh. Good thinking. Yeah. 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 Well yeah. planned. Part of the Halatorian fan club too, apparently. So. Okay. All right. So there you go. You heard it here first on the 1-1. Narragin is uh, – Narragin <laughs> Cup has been moved to Monday. <laughs> Unfortunately, this isn't live. Otherwise, it would be first. Do you remember, um, do you remember our 1-1 day at Narragin? I do, <laughs> yeah. That was, that was tremendous. <laughs> Jeez, I'm still recovering from that day, though. Uh, a few people asked me on the Christmas party. I said, as soon as we have a couple of good months in a row, I'll, I've got the momentum of it. Just, I'm just um, – It'll happen soon, though. It'll okay. be an Easter party, maybe. Or yeah. like a- Christmas in July. Christmas, I was just about to say Christmas in July. Okay. Or it might just be Christmas in September, and we'll just have to make it two for the last one. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we've got the Phillies division of the 1,100-meter two-year-old race feature, and group three. And, of course, this is um, this and the Perth Stakes are the two major lead-ups towards the, the big one, the Karakata Plate in two weeks time and the Phillies at the moment anyway look to have the edge on the Colts and we've got the I guess the spruce horse the um the, the current short price elect for the Karakata play is live to tell she goes around here in the Jim Crack stakes heads the market Chris and over super smink 
They are kind of heading up the second line there. And then we've got the two, Simon A, Miller, Phillies in Brave Strike and Augment. So Simon's got three of the uh, top five chances in the Jim Crack Stakes from a market point of view. Uh, they're both last start winners and bring some quality and some depth to the Jim Crack Stakes as well. Guru. That's a cracking little race. It's a ripper. This is a cracking Absolute little ripper. race. So I, I think it will be one I'll, I'll find easy pretty easy even at the track not not to get overly involved in though uh, i think the market's just perfect like i think that market is right like live to tell deserves to be a tick over even money from yep. that barrier um super smink and chris Anova clearly are next two. chris Anova obviously has the advantage of the easterly and can it lead i i've got grave concerns twist of gold will come across lead it up um, or if it doesn't, at least put enough pressure on it um, with more special, which leaves um, leaves a bit of a sitting duck. Um, and then you've got Super Smink and Augment, who draw really nicely. Super Smink, the barrier seven's great because the three or four under are all quick horses. So Chris can sort of come across, tuck into about sixth, you'd think, and have a nice head start on Live to Tell. And then you've obviously got the good one who you just feel like this is, you, I don't know, I've just got, you just have a complete, not a Amelia's Jewel vibe. Like mm. it's just going to keep happening, you know? So um, yeah, my, my plan is so not to have Amelia, a. Amelia's won this race last year before we yeah, had a character. My plan is not to have a, a bet at this point in time and, and see if they're making ground. Um, and, and if the middle of the track's okay and Live to Tell gets to 250, 280, which, which I highly doubt it will. Mm. But when you're talking about a competitive market like we did, who knows, um, I'll have a bet. Otherwise, I'm very happy to stay out here and um, and just enjoy because this is a, a really nice race. And as I said, there's no edge in the market whatsoever. Okay. Even even for a horse like Super Spin, what price did you have her? No, well, I was – so bet price yep. for me was $2.50. Um, $2.30 Live to Tell, but I'm not going to bet below two fifty. So yep. uh, Chris and over 7, Super Spin 12. Okay. Augment 16. That's my bet prices in a 79% market. Right. We're very tight. Okay. Yep. I was pretty happy not having a bet here. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, Twist, but the things, little thing can change. What if Twister Gold is scratched in the morning? Yes. Straight away, Chris and Ova, I've marked it $7 a bet. Well, there is, well there, is a, there is a two-year-old midweek coming up on Wednesday. So, well, um, wait till we are at 3 o'clock this afternoon. We'll see, we'll see how many are double engaged from Saturday to Wednesday. There could be some scratchings, which is something I didn't consider until just now. So mm. Things can change. Yep. Things can change. So... Uh, even then, I must. I probably won't because with that coming out, it probably five bucks. Chris and over. That's still not. It's good, but it's not. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, not too perturbed. I, I, I took on Amelia's jewel for most of her runs, most of her campaigns around dollar fifty, and I took her on the majority of the time, apart from the time we got ten dollars on debut, and um, and it didn't work out well for me, BJ. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to do the same thing here. She's not that plan. good. She's she's all right. Yeah. She is all right. I wouldn't mind a small share. Yeah, all right. Just a small share. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing too major. No, don't, don't want to pay the training bills. I think just with this setup, that if Live to Tell is going to get rolled this prep, this is it. That this is the day. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. I'm not swinging off her, wanting her to get rolled. Don't get me wrong, but I think I think at the two ten or whatever from gate from the outside gate gate thirteen, the speed's going to be on Chris and over. I can just see a horse like two horses, Super Smink and Augment, landing in a position to strike where Live to Tell is going to have to run home in, you know, crazy sections, which is probably more than capable of. But I think, these, say, I think these fillies are, have got some quality to them as well. Amelia's jewel was a dropout filly. Yep. Live to Tell, we've seen show a lot of gate speed, so I don't think 
Paddy will be simply snagging to no, last. No, especially we, the we, saw that, so we saw could, that the other day. Yeah, yeah. So he could settle three wide line in six. One, one of these will just sit three or four deep yeah. trip with no cover. Like yeah. One of these will. So I'm not going to just suddenly chime in now at $2.10. And if they're not making ground, I won't be chiming in at $2.50. Yes. Um, but yeah, he's it's so you just you just expect Paddy to ride these perfectly. Well, he, just very rare that him and Miss Kentucky had that, a that tough was, run. That's the one that, that comes was to mind in the winter one. That was the only yeah. only one in a series of big races with Paddy and Simon that they didn't. And get some right. of them were sticky sticky maps as well. And well, even in the northerly, Paddy was able to get off the fence um, at exactly the right time mm-hmm. and, and and things like that. So the, even first up for Live to Tell the other day, there was a spot there that. Platinum shot Troy Turner could have quickened into yeah. and kept Live to Tell wide and working. Smart at the end, I think. Yes. It allowed it to follow a good horse into the race and run yeah. second. That's so. right. But sometimes there's often something said for not digging your horse up and letting one in. I like you've got to sometimes hold a horse out deep, but if it's to the detriment of your own runner, sometimes you're better off letting one in, especially if it's a hot pop. I don't know. Yeah, and sometimes you get and then you Times get locked, then you get locked away um, in between horses as well. So it doesn't always Always work out. But uh, anyway, live to tell at the shorts. I'm going to bet around her. I'm going to have something on Super Smink and Augment. Um, really taken with Augment's trial and debut victory. Uh, and Super Smink, the Magic Moons, classic winner. Uh, freshened up 42 days between runs. Going to land in a good spot. And uh, that Magic Moons win was 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 strong. Her debut performance was excellent. So um, if we're going to play around live to tell and um, not back the fave, then for me, it's Super Smink and Augment. They're going to be the two that I'm going to be backing. No, very good. Um, can't make case for anything else? No. All right. No. Race eight. Here we go. It's the PKF. I will just note, sorry, before we go on, uh, Brave Strike, very interesting, 20s to 10s. Good little move in and, the early markets. And there was good move in the D markets in the market for it. Um, on debut. When it won as yeah. well. So can't map out wins or race or whatever. It could probably be the three wide line horse to take live the tail into it. Yeah. Respect that move. And you, res- you I, I get the feeling that might just be um, the stable might really like maybe think she's number two. He? She? She, yeah. She. So that, yeah, on debut, the money was strong. Sat three wide, no cover, and, and still won. Um, so, yeah, like. He's um, embarrassment riches for Simon A in the Jim Crack Stakes on Saturday. So big watch leading into the Karakata in two weeks' time. All right, race eight, the PKF Roma Cup. Group three, wait for age, 1,100 metres. The first year that uh, in the rejigged sprinting series at the Roma Cup is being run over the 1,100 metres. Traditionally, 1,200 metres, but now is the main lead up to the Formula Quokka on in two weeks' time. So we're just speaking about her, but... Amelia's jewel, the darling of the WA racing turf. She makes her return in the Roma Cup. Red Cam Man is mapped to be a massive chance in this race. He ran second behind um, Elite Street in this event last year. And then we've got Resuming Horses, Resort Man, Comfort Me, Bustler, Rev It Up. Massimo and Baby Paris have already had a run in the um, Rock Magic Stakes over the 1,000 metres two weeks ago. And of course, Terry and the boys have settling up Halatorian, who'll be trying to win his way into the Quokka slot race Wouldn't in that two be something, weeks' yeah? time. Wouldn't that be something? Yes. Exciting week to be alive. Disappointing little bit of precipitation. Lovely to hear from Mr. Witten, though, that it's going to be a good three. I like the sound of that. <laughs> good four. Uh, no, nah, I heard three. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, look, fascinating race. I think the key element of this, when you're looking at the sort of weight for age feature sprints, we just think winter bottom, 1,200 metres. I think 1,100 is such an important aspect of this mm. race. Because what we see in the in the sprints with a lot of speed, and this has got a reasonable amount of speed, especially with acro drawn wide and one or two others that may want to come across um, drawn out wide, we see them bunching and horses coming from last and winning the race. That's at 1,200. Yes. At 1,100, I think horses like – Say Acro does get to the breeze, which I don't think is a certainty. I reckon they'll because Massimo they rode cold last start up yep. on review. I didn't realize that at the time. Um, so they'll ride those horses forward, and I think rev it up, um, Acromantula, Massimo. Um, I think they'll all take you a lot further into the race than if it was at twelve hundred meters. Um, so I think the eleven hundred is key, and for that reason, I'm really happy to focus on. Uh, the runners that are drawn well, that'll be sucked into it, and they are Red Can Man, Resort Man, and Amelia's Jewel. Yeah. Not very excitingly. Um, I had Red Can. I probably should have backed Red Can yesterday. I think it might have – it went off this morning. I think it was 6.50 into 5. So probably should have pulled the trigger yesterday. I was 5.80 a bet for Red Can Man. I think I think there's just that little bit of reliability for a horse who hasn't run any WA for such a long period of time. But. Yeah. Um, he gets first look at the judge, you'd suspect. Um, looms the winner halfway down the straight. Amelia's jewel, we're still not sure from a sprinting point of view how she will line up at this top level. I mean, we've seen Snowdome um, was okay first up. Obviously, race wasn't run to suit, but it, it's a good line through it. Man Crush is a good line through it. They were all pretty same, same-ish. But the one thing I didn't respect at the time, um, and again, I probably need to swallow the old pride and admit I was a bit stubborn, is – they actually like they actually were training her differently for the eighteen hundred, yeah. and this time Simon's training her for the sprint journeys. And you could tell in her trial, and I went back and watched her trial from last prep. It was just significantly better. Yes, this trial, this trial was great, but the shades were on. Yeah, and that was that's a question that hasn't been. I haven't seen an answer from Simon about that. Mm. Are they off here going on in the quokka? Um, but that's, a, no, that's she, she doesn't wear blinkers though, does she? She wore them, no, but she wore them in the trial, right? Yes, that's so right. were they just experimenting? Um, because it looked like she went great in them, so I can't see why they'd go off, but um, yeah, look, I I think that the market's pretty good here. I'm mm. 340 about Amelia's Jewel, as I said, mid fives, red can, and about nine dollars resort man. So you could make a case it's a slight bet, but. I'm not even betting at the $12 this point in time. I'll have a look at the deck, see how it all plays and see what Betfair does late. I, I There's no real edge in it for me. Maybe a resort man plays heavy bet if the market is as it is. My main thing going into this race was I wanted $2.50 for Red Cam Man to run a place. Yep. I think it's a place Monty and it never got above two thirty, so didn't get my you price. You for that, didn't, I think. No, no, even early. We oh, never right. got above 230. Yeah. I knew that would be a crip horse. It yeah. was a, yeah, it stands out as a real crip horse in that mm. sense. So, um, yeah, fascinating race. I think the winner comes from those three. You've basically read my notes. Um, I really lo- I really feel this is a good race for a resort, man. I just, I thought like it was. Like the trial. The trial was just. I remember it's. So awesome. let's go back awesome. to a thousand meter first up run last prep. Yep. And a horse like Nerodio is a really good form reference for this because when Nerodio is up and about, it's at this level, yeah, right? It's a weapon, yeah. And Peter Nucky Road, resort man that day for Michael Lane, they snagged it from the wide gate and it was huge, over a thousand meters. Yeah. I thought it was a great run. And the way this, yeah, yeah, the way this market's shaping up, I don't think Brad Will is flying across for holiday. So the way this market's shaping up, it's, and I think it's the one that won't be supported either. I think Red Can will continue to be backed. Amelia's jewel, I asked, um, Pistol Pete Anthony's yesterday, what he thought she'd do in the market and whether that'll be that just that natural wild money we see for her every single start, which is fair enough, I guess, because she 
wins most starts. Yeah, doesn't, doesn't uh, get she doesn't get beaten <laughs> apart from old laced up that one day. So if that's my thought process, we'll just we'll hold fire. Amelia's is not going to get to my bet price. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a tick over three bucks. Um, so I think that's the right. I, was, I, I just threw her in a three fifty because I did. Yep. Re- I knew she would never get there. And I didn't really want to be on her. First there you start. go. Yep. So that was my sort of way of. I still think that's respectful, but yep. I'm never going to get a bet. Amelia's Jill, what will she do in this? Is this the time she does drift because there are the more question marks, or does she again start two dollars twelve to fourteen on Betfair, mm-hmm. and do we suddenly get six seven dollars Red Can Man and sixteen seventeen dollars Resort Man, and that's the dream. Off we go. Yeah. So yeah, interesting. Mm. Good race. It is a good race. Tell you what, one horse suited to a hot tempo, following him along, and not one horse in this race has run a time comparative to it um, in recent in recent goes. That's how it's touring. I'm serious. Right. Yeah, it has not. It, well, since think about true. it. Remember that, those absolutely. Remember the dominant victory over a bit of merit and all those good horses. We ran one hundred eight seventy. They're trying to th- a second trying slower in the winter bottom. A second slower in the, the right Placid Arc. Like it's it's this is and I I think Halatorian maybe towards the end of it this prep that's my feel but we're backing in Roy Roy was very confident this is the way he wanted to go rather than up to the fifteen and sixteen and we're backing him in um, but if you talk about the exact type of map that our horse needs it's a hard run eleven twelve hundred on a firm ascot which is probably the aspect we are lacking in so geez I would love to see him get out the gates I'd love to see him follow three by line one whatever it is but in like fourth fifth just behind him get clear air and yeah just love to see how he goes yeah me too you know my old mate Lobo used to say you've got to be in it to win it <laughs> <laughs> and you guys are in it absolutely yeah. uh, the hello fellas um, yeah I don't look Again, Amelia's can can win without me. I'm gonna if I'm gonna be betting in this race, there's two horses I want to be on: Red Can and Resort Man. The yeah. two men, the two men, yeah. only men: Red Can Man and Resort Man. Uh, just a couple of map queries for you, Terry. What do you think they do with a horse like Mood Swings and Excellent Dream? I don't think they've got the speed. Yeah, so I blinkers, don't know. blinkers have gone on Mood Swings. So. Yeah, I think it just ends up ugly. Yeah. I just think I think this race will be running those sweet lanes. Yeah. So I'm really hoping with our horse Halatorian, Comfort Me maybe doesn't step as well as it did in its trial and get across it because I feel like Comfort Me is going to take our spot. Yes. I'd love to swap gates with Comfort Me um, just from a personal point of view in that sense. But um, my feel is the race will be running those hot lanes. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, Titan Blinders will run probably it, – it'll run a really nice fourth or fifth like it always does. It'll mm-hmm. put itself in the right spot. Um, it'll run a nice race. But, yeah, the horse that could be a pest, and I know Steve has been interviewed this week and said he expected <laughs> to run top five, which is which is wild, Steve. Wild. But uh, the horse that could be a pest for Resort Man in particular, maybe Amelia's Jewel, yeah, um, beads. is Beads yeah, yeah. From, from three. So. Steve followed up that zinger with um, – Ginger Green winning the Joey as well. So he was in a bit Did of- Did he? Yeah, he was in a bit of form that, on the radio. Was that actually serious or joking? I don't know. He's, he's, he, well, I, sometimes, so why sometimes it's hard to why tell. Why isn't Ginger Green on this? Uh, I'm not sure. Not sure. But well, I, can give you, I can give you a few reasons. He was in good form. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, you could write from, from three beads could be that little fly on the ointment horse from a map point of view for a couple of those horses drawn low. I do know that feeling for Steve though. When you're flying, yeah. just you just think everything's going to work. There's nothing better as a from for my obviously as a punter for me, but yeah. I'm sure it's like a trainer or even a jockey or whatever. When you when you're flying, it's probably the same in any yeah. sport. You just think you're going to win, no matter if you back something at two hundred to one. You just think you're going to win every time. It's a great feeling. 
So when you do your best work on the punt, I reckon. Do you reckon um, Richie Bell just knew that time at Purist at, at Belmont? Purist. He just waltzed into Belmont Park just knowing that Purist. Here it is now. Happy Purist Day, lads. There we go. One last thing before we leave the Rugby mm-hmm. Cup. Um, with my association with the Morton Racing Stable, this is a huge day for determining who's going to represent the stable in the slot. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's just been it's been tough with um, losing Elite Street and then kissing off War Cheeks, which has left the slot empty at the moment. So looking for huge – like, I mean, if we're talking about top of the pops, he needs to win and win with – like arrogance, dominance in his 66 plus to even be in the conversation. Um, but big watch on Star Trade, working well. He's just a real good competitive horse. If he One can, in a thousand last prep. If he can run a bottler uh, in the Roma Cup, then um, then I'm assuming that he would be the number one seed. Um, if both Top of the Pops and Star Trade don't perform up to expectations, then um, yeah, you're going to have to look around for a, a local representative, I'm assuming. Yeah, that, so, Roy? Yes. So, um, so yes. Yeah, Wouldn't so. that be something? Hashtag Morton Rogers, Leighton, Manus. <laughs> I don't know names, just all the names. Oliver. Oliver. No, he's riding Kementari. Is he? Ah, Roy's already at chat. Yeah, Roy's surely we can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perth Race, James Oldring. Surely he gives us a slot. Yeah. I'm surprised that people just don't give you a slot. You would, you would have thought the, they, the mug punts are teaming up with the Perth Racing Guru. Oh, kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Man, it's like a it's like Sunny and Cher. <laughs> Deary me. Oh, so, well. but, but yeah, from the Roma Cup, the Quaker market will take shape, but also the the slots will be. Yep. It'll be a mad dash to secure um, the empty slots. Exactly. TJ TJ Smith in Sydney on Saturday as well. Um, Roma Cup Ascot sad day so. yeah well, we've got five left imagine if uh, what about this as a real wild theory mm-hmm. right? imagine if Nature Strip doesn't win the TJ Smith imagine if James Oldring and the good folk at Perth Racing they would have tried wouldn't they but imagine if it's if it's mm. if it's in the mix and they could get a Nature Strip to Perth for the Quokka now that um, would surprise me that would be something yeah it's a long way to go to run into a good one though I don't know. I'd, you pay. You almost have to give him a brown paper bag appearance money, wouldn't you, just to get him mm. across the the Nullarbor? Like you get a few people through the gate, yeah. a Hall of Fame sprinter. Um, anyway, just something to percolate on. Imagine that headlines in the West Australian Monday Nature Strip Quaker. Here we come. Hashtag strip out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, fascinating race, the Roma Cup, and everything that comes after that in the next couple in the. On the Sunday and the Monday and the Tuesday, from a Quokka point of view, is uh, will be massive for the big four million dollar slot race in two weeks' time. All right, what time is it, Terry? Uh, it's time for the get out stakes, BJ S T E A K S. The get out stakes, the supremely popular Twitter based competition, uh, brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located at the Canningvale Markets on Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt. Him and his team, red carpet treatment for anyone who listens to the one one. And how about this? We're gonna have to we're gonna have to go back through the archives, Terry. Mm-hmm. Because David Knott. David Knott won his fifth get out stakes. Oh. Fifth. Some people say it's not easy. Unbelievable stuff. So we're gonna have to touch base with uh, how many of those entries are being done the correct way? With Schnicko. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to uh, have to check. Um, touch base with your man Schnicko just to see how many he's won, how many Benny Armstrong the Guru has won, because I reckon. Well, you've been talking about a leaderboard for some time. Oh, I know. I reckon David Knott 
I reckon he might have just put his nose in front mm. for the go, the get out go. Get out goes. The get out goes. Five wins. Incredible. Um, David Knott, if you're listening, hats off, mate. We salute you. That is incredible, incredible stuff. Wild by the man David Knott. So, anyway, if you want to um, enter this week's get out stakes, send us a tweet at the 11pod. Let us know who wins race nine at Ascot this Saturday. Catch these hands. And a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred, Terry. And the Sam White rule can never be forgotten. Uh, don't take the early price, Terry. You should have waited. <laughs> Is that the same white room? <laughs> it can be. Yeah. Uh, first in, best dressed. First in, best dressed. Beja. The same white rule was, of course, required two weeks ago, so um, never forget it. It's all important. Cuts. Now, race nine, it's everything. Race nine is the Schweppes. Schweppes. Handicap, a graduation one metro win over the 1,600 metres. Mac Mac on the six-day backup after leading throughout to win at Pinge. Last Sunday, Cash These Hands has gone bang, bang to kick off his preparation in his hometown, Albany. Comes to town, up to the mile, low draw, ticks a lot of boxes. Then we've got Romancing the Rock and Fear the Wind who've been going around in these races recently. And Tenacious Reward wasn't a bad run, as was All in Red last start. But got the blinkers on here, Terry. Catch These Hands from the SJ Wolfyard. Yep. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm really keen. Um yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm a little annoyed. I. It was funny. I did this race, and I just. I just knew what I was on after doing the race. I was. Like, I don't really need to do a market here, so I just marked it two dollars fifty. Just it was pointless. I could have wrote down dollar twenty. Didn't really matter what price I wrote down. Um, I was pretty keen to be on. I've liked all of its runs, even when it's made and things went wrong. Uh, failed badly in a three-year-old plate. I think that was just all a bit too soon for yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I liked it's running the WA Guineas, thought that was really nice. First up at Albany, Star Soprano, who didn't actually frank the form, but it went that badly, it's probably irrelevant at its next start. To knuckle down and get it like it did there, although that was a sign of a really nice horse. And then last start, it looked like he got the run of the race to beat, but that was up 400 metres off seven days. That was a very tough setup for a younger horse to do what it did. I, well, I loved the trial behind leniency before that. I think um, I think the quick backup was about this race. No, it was. <laughs> Steve nominated Catch These Hands for the Derby and he, in the back of his mind, it was always going to be a rush. A rush. Mm. Um, and he just, I think that was tied into it as well. But I think he's, he's obviously, he surrendered to the fact that that wasn't going to happen and, and settled to tackle this graduation handicap on uh, third up. So, mm-hmm. um, but that might have been why the quick backup because it was a tough task. But I think like what you were about to say was just the way that he was able to find a way to win. Um, in ridden closer than usual, uh, wet track, fended off a horse who's in red hot form. He jumped. Yeah. One of the biggest, most important yep. aspects. He hasn't been that clean a jumper. He yep. jumped. Yep. He jumped really nicely. So, um, yeah, should find the back of either Mac Mac or maybe Great Fortune leads again. They might overreact with Great Fortune, not later. Who knows? Um, and I am very happy to be on. I look, I, I took half my bet at the $4, which I'm disappointed about. It's going to trade significantly higher potentially. I just – I notated that there's no possibility for money for so many of these horses. Fear the wind off a setback from a wide gate. That won't be backed. Come a bit closer, losing uh, the jockey that's been winning for it. I don't think that'll be backed. Great fortune. I don't think that'll be strongly backed. Mystical man 
is a blowout chance. It's going far better um, than it looks last start. But again, it won't be backed. Tenacious reward all in red, bandolier about all drawn nicely, all going well enough, but none of them are going to be strong money horses. No. Leaves Mac Mac, who's good last start, but from that gate, it's going to have to do so much work to get across. I mean, Catch These Hands is going to have its back and Romancing the Rock. I think that's bare bones at the $5. Mm. So. Look, I know it's drifted from a little bit. I've taken for a little bit of it. I knew at the time I was because I actually wrote the note was take four dollars early if that's the price. But I was thinking I'd see six, you know, just with the Albany form in its name. Um, but it still wouldn't surprise me if it does still get really well backed. It'll be it or Mac Mac that'll be really strong money for. I think this is going to be the horse. Thing and right. the other one will drift out to five six dollars. So I've still got half to go. I'll be taking whatever the late price is. It won't matter if it's this is one that just won't matter if it's three twenty or if it's seven dollars. So I actually probably hope it drifts. Um, but yeah, pretty keen to be on blinkers are on because the blinkers were genuinely on when I did yeah. this market. Like yeah, I didn't even it wasn't one and it was good because I didn't go into this race thinking I'm going to find catch these hands. I just naturally. Found it. So they're making ground. I'm definitely saving Mystical Man. Yes. And yeah. all in red will improve uh, from the softer draw. Not improve, just run it. Same race. Catch these hands for me yep. as well. I reckon this is Steve's next really good horse. So ah, that's there we go. Just double the bet. Um, all right. Let's take a break. And when we come back, we've got our best, our Maddies, and our Lays, and we'll wrap things up. So yes. Ter- Terry can make tea time. Three minutes. All right. All right. We're back with our Betfair best betting propositions. For Roman Cup Day, Betfair best, Terry? Should we Brent? start with our lays? Because they're the most boring. I feel like lays are the least exciting aspect. Oh. Uh, I'm mixing it up for you. Yeah. Who's your okay. lay? Um, you go first. Mm, I'll go with Dream to Me. Around five, six dollars for the place is about a dollar eighty, dollar ninety. So I'll lay Dream to Me race five for the place. BJ. Dream to me for the place. Yeah. All right. Uh bugger it. I'm just gonna be bold here. I'm gonna lay live to tell. From the white white cat, <laughs> deary fucking man. <laughs> there you go. Live, live to tell is my uh, lay for uh, okay. for Roma Cup Day. Um, well, you said you said lays are boring. So yeah, well, not anymore. Not anymore. Tell you what, we've a pep in our step for that one. <laughs> um, all right, tea times in. Tea times in thirty nine minutes. Okay, uh, best of the day, BJ. One, two, three. Catch these hands. hands. Oh, we're in alignment. I thought yeah. we might be in alignment. I'm going to um, add top of the pops into that as well. Okay. Um, I think we're in alignment with the pair of those. So, um, yeah, I, I think they're my two major plays for the card. Oh. Just, just wish I didn't dive in and catch these hands with that much. But in saying that, by jump, yeah. I could be happy that I have. Madness. Madness, 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 madness. Um, happy as Larry in the uh, feature the uh what's it in the purse stakes yes um it's near 20 bucks i think with that with jordan lisa staples you'll see your 20 dollars bet fair um jag the joke is a wild one you'll mm. see 40 bucks about it if it's back of call again it gives the kick it can run your race and one as i said i didn't even consider but with the rain if it's a soft six tomorrow at a zenith so i'll give you three in the first it's not a horse i ever considered having a scent on but um it's run some really nice races in the wet and it's just a few of them aren't suited potentially at the thousand meters so it's a blowout in a small field uh, my knockout, my Maddie in um, race two, not quite twenty-one dollars yet, but I reckon two rise again, up in grade, down in weight, coiled up, might be the blowout. In I thought the you were going with Hodor. <laughs> I'm saying there's only two chances there. Hold the door. Hold the door. Hold the well, door. Two rides again, trial better than something that it's facing. I, I meant to mention that. Might yeah. have been Export Girl even. Yeah, uh, first two runs with weight have been excellent. Mm. So um, you never know. Could be the blowout in race two. Yep. Two rides again, especially if that rail's hot again. Hot. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. 
I got to go play golf. So let's wrap this up nice and quickly. Great stuff to Jen. Friday afternoon, you can listen to some podcast and watch the Collingwood Richmond. Collingwood Richmond tonight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Highs by panels. Yeah. I've got to get a lift in the um in our little Ascot twenty three footy tipping comp. I'm absolutely battling. <laughs> Hawk tipped uh, doggies. I know. Hawk. Incredible stuff. It's good stuff. I like that. Um, very brave tipping. Now, this is this is for everyone out there. Mm. And uh, hopefully, hopefully, this is a preemptive. Preemptive strike before a very successful. This is going to be post catch these hands. <laughs> this is this is post catch these hands. You ready? <laughs> we didn't use it. We just forgot about those, didn't we? We did. We'll we forgot. Yeah, they forgot that we got the match. But if catch these hands wins, then uh, look out for Terry on oh, course. Yeah. Ascot said that because the trumpet will be a blazing. Not many people will have the halatory and catch these hands double. Away. <laughs> Very man. I'll have the orchestra out after that. And so Jess will be negotiating cockadiers left, right, and centre. But I gotta go to golf, so until next week on the one Monday.